Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Polly Plus Amore Equals Us. This is episode seven. Wow. I can't believe we're already almost two months into this. Kind of crazy. Um, before I get into this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the last episode that just came out. It was the first time we've ever done a live podcast episode. And we had so much fun. It was so cool connecting with all of you guys and learning more about you and answering your questions either about ourselves or or about your own relationships. I mean, it was really cool and really fun. The only thing we <laughs> sort of didn't realize at the time was that you guys couldn't see us. I mean, we realized that when we like got ready to record, but when we were setting this whole thing up, we thought you guys were going to be able to see us and you couldn't. So we recorded ourselves like on video separately so you could still watch it on YouTube. But we thought that when you guys were tuning in, you would be able to see us as well as hear us. And that was not the case. So the next time we do one of these, we're going to look into... A different platform so that way you guys can actually see us as we're doing this. Um, we won't be able to see you but you'll at least be able to see us. So moving forward these live streams are going to be the first Monday of every month. Um, yeah just to make it sort of like easy to remember um, the first Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Um, so this the next one is supposed to be on Monday, April 5th, but we are actually going to be out of town. We are going to be on vacation for my birthday, so we're not going to be able to do it that day. So I don't know if we're going to do it the week before or the week after, but I will keep you guys posted. Um, but generally, moving forward, yes, the first Monday of every month is when we're going to be doing these live episodes. <clears throat> so... Moving on to this week's episode, this week we are talking about unnormalizing cheating. Basically, we feel like cheating has become totally normalized, right? We all know someone who has cheated or who has been cheated on and our society kind of just like accepts it and it's like this taboo thing that you don't really talk about but everyone knows that it happens. And so we kind of want to denormalize that and we want to normalize expressing your feelings, talking about your feelings with your partner and having those tough conversations instead of just hiding from your feelings or ignoring them, but really normalizing having these conversations. So that's what we talk about in this episode. I really hope you enjoy. I think it's a really good one. So here we go. Okay, so we are talking about how cheating has become normalized in our society and how having an honest conversation with your partner is 
is not the normal thing. The normal thing is to to hide your feelings, to not talk to them about it, or or to just ignore your own feelings. So we want to talk about that today and how we don't think that should be the norm because it shouldn't. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with Mike because his experience thinking about this actually um, started when he was a kid. So tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, I guess just when I was when I was a little, just uh, all throughout my youth, you know, I can't even I can't pinpoint the exact age it started at, but just you know watching any TV show um, on TV that involved relationships, which is pretty much any TV show. Um, you know, there's there's always there's always that like super dramatic scene where somebody has like revealed to their partner that they cheated um or you as the viewer they'll show you know one of the spouses like kind of you know having an affair and the other spouse doesn't know and then at some point they they get together and it's revealed one way or another um but yeah just just watching that unfold unfold always made me just kind of cringe as a kid um i guess that i don't know maybe maybe it's because my mom always instilled in me to, to be honest and tell the truth and as you're watching you know these people be or you know a spouse be untruthful to someone they love uh you know it's just it goes against your your core beliefs and uh so yeah just just watching these scenarios and tv shows was just it was it made me cringe i'm like why are you, like you should be talking to your spouse like as you know as these feelings come up and you know as you're Kind of deciding to go down this this path of having an affair, and uh, but it just it usually doesn't happen like that in TV shows. You know they want they want the juice, they want the drama. So uh, I don't know. I guess it, it kind of if if you don't think outside of that information, like that mindset that's presented in these TV shows, then you know you might think that like oh that's the normal path. That's kind of the only path uh, I have to take because it's been so normalized. Uh, you know, in TV shows or, you know, even in the news. So, yeah, I guess for me, I just, I, don't know, I, I told myself, you know, at that young age, like, I, I would never want to, to do that. Like, if I truly love someone that much, I need to, you know, be open with how I'm feeling, even if it, you know, it could, you know, put a strain on our relationship. Um, and, yeah, so, <laughs> I guess we... I don't know, I guess we never, I never was in that situation with you, but you were in that situation with me. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, it didn't exactly unfold where you were telling me what was going on and what was happening. Yeah. But, you know, soon after you did. And, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we kind of learned that one the hard way, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I learned that one the hard way. And. And yeah, it's it's exactly like what you were saying. I I too was watching these TV shows and seeing this happen. And I I didn't think it could go any other way than it goes in the TV shows, right? I started having these feelings, and so I did exactly what people do in the shows is I lied about it. I kept it a secret. I tried to push it away instead of just talking about it. 
And that's the thing, like from a very young age, we are getting these messages and we are learning these things subconsciously, right? If we are watching a TV show or multiple and we see this is how this scenario is always handled, then that's how, that's what we learn. We learn, oh, okay, if I develop feelings for somebody else, then I need to keep it a secret unless someone tells us otherwise. And so that's exactly what happened to me. You know, even though I, I felt very conflicted, I was so afraid that if I told Mike, we would break up because that was the only outcome I ever knew. It's the only outcome I ever saw. It's the only outcome I was ever taught could happen. But at the same time, if I do cheat and Mike finds out, then we're really going to break up, right? So it's kind of like the only possible outcome is breakup when that's just not true. I mean... Yeah, or suppress your, <clears throat> your feelings. Yeah, exactly. And pretend they don't exist and hide them, but... Yeah. They'll probably boil over at some point. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and that's that's not healthy either. You know, when, when you're feeling these emotions to suppress them and ignore them, that's super unhealthy. That's like, that's the one thing you're definitely not supposed to do when you have feelings is suppress them. You got to let them out. And so, yeah, so it's like all, all of the solutions are not good solutions. And so that's why we wanted to talk more about that because you know, if I had known that, like, talking about it could lead to something other than a breakup, then I might have gone that route. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? But, like, it at least would have been an option. And I didn't know that it was an option. But, so, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, that is, that is part of the risk that you take because not everyone is okay with that. And so, you know, I could have brought up to Mike, like, hey, I, I have feelings for somebody else and I don't really know what to do. If, if that had happened, how do you think that would have gone? Yeah, it's interesting because I think since we're all kind of consuming the same type of media, mm -hmm. you know, as kids in American society, we kind of form those same, you know, fundamental beliefs like, oh, if I like someone else, I have to keep it a secret and like mm -hmm. hide it from my spouse. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So I think in our specific situation, though, because I, I did experience something similar where I did, you know, with my first girlfriend where like I did have feelings for somebody else like while dating her and you know, I, I was trying to figure out what that meant for me since I hadn't had that experience before. Yeah. I think I would have, I would have understood where you were coming from. Mm -hmm. But, you know, of course that's, I think that might be kind of more the exception and not the, the rule Yeah. for most people. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because I think most people do have the, the belief like, oh, if you like, if you're having feelings for someone else, you're not, you don't like me. Yeah. Like this isn't working kind of go to that yeah that uh immediate like kind of an, an extreme like yeah it's either one or the other but it's i just think reality and human desire is a lot more complex than than like the black and white is made out to be yeah so yeah yeah but i think if you're truly having those feelings like 
think it is important to bring it up. But of course, it's like, I guess the, the difficulty is in how you bring it up. Yeah. And you kind of have to know, I guess you have to know your, your spouse well enough to like kind of know their, their core beliefs and you probably don't want to bring it up like all at once and like, you know, blindside them or shock them and not have to be jaguared, not have to hint at it yeah. here and there and uh, and just slowly bring it up. But yeah, I just, I don't think you should, like as you were saying, the other two alternatives would be like bottling it up, like suppressing it yeah. or, you know, hiding it. Yeah. And having an affair and hiding it, and those just don't seem like those. Like everyone knows how that ends. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not positive. So yeah, and it's not good. I think the only you know practical solution, if that happens to you know be how you're feeling, is to is to bring it up and talk about it. Yeah, I really like what you said about the like the black and white because that's. I mean, I feel like that's how everything is in life. Nothing is black and white. There is so much gray area and we, our emotions and just us as human beings, we are so complex that, yeah, like black and white solutions don't typically work when it comes to our feelings and our emotions. And, but that's like what we're taught from a very young age. Most of us are taught that, yes, if you have feelings for somebody else, then then you must not really like this other person, right? It's very black and white. We're not taught that you can have feelings for multiple people and there's nothing wrong with that. It, I mean, you definitely need to talk to your partner about that if it comes up, but like just the fact that you can have feelings for multiple people, that's like a normal thing. That is something that I bet every single person has experienced at some point in their life that they've had feelings for multiple people. Like, that's actually very, very normal. But to have it happen while you're in a relationship, that that happens too. And so to be able to talk about that with your partner, like, that's the thing that just needs to be more normalized, is knowing that it's okay. Like, you can have feelings for multiple people, and it doesn't mean that you don't love your partner or that you don't really like your partner or whatever it is, you know, just because you start having feelings for somebody else, it doesn't mean that takes away from the feelings you have for your partner. Now, I mean, there's exceptions to that because yeah, maybe things aren't going well with your partner and that is why you develop feelings for somebody else. And so maybe you do need to end things with your partner, but sometimes that's not the case either. Sometimes you just really like two people and that's okay. And so I think, yeah, I think like maybe talking about that at the beginning of a relationship, you know, that's not something that anybody does, right? When you, when you enter into a relationship with somebody, usually you talk about like, what are your goals in life? What, you know, do you want to get married eventually? Do you want to have kids? Like all that kind of stuff, right? Those are the conversations that are had near the beginning of a relationship, so why why not talk about like your feelings if if you start having feelings for someone else or being able to date other people? One of my really really good friends, she actually through going through this experience with with me, she's she's one of my best friends and so, you know, as all of this stuff was happening between me and Mike, you know, I was I was talking to her about it and sort of 
working through my own thoughts and feelings with her. And through all of that, she now with her current partner, they had this discussion at the very beginning about being open to seeing other people. They are monogamous, like for the most part right now, but but they've had that conversation at the very beginning of the relationship saying, if for some reason one of us starts to have feelings for someone else, then, then that person has permission to explore that as long as it's talked about. And so it's like from, from that conversation now, all of these like big problems are just not problems anymore. So like if she starts to like somebody else, she can just have the conversation with her partner and say like, hey, this is what's going on. And at the beginning of the relationship, we talked about this being a possibility. So is it okay if I explore that with this other person while still being in relationship with you? And again, like who knows? That's the thing. We never really know when we start having feelings for somebody how how deep they're going to go or what kind of relationship is going to develop from that. So like maybe she'll end up wanting to be with this person long term and have like two partners. Great. Or maybe it's something short. Maybe it's just like she spends time with this person for a month or two and then that's it. You know, like we we never know how relationships are going to turn out anyway. So, you know, it's like you might as well explore and see what happens. So I just thought that was, you know, really cool that from our experience, now she is able to sort of like open up her experience and, and have more options if she wants them. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess I think you have to, you first have to know yourself well enough and be, you know, confident in, in who you are to be able to bring that up right off the bat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I've, you know, from just thinking back to like all my friends and their experiences, like, you know, I don't think that's, that's really ever happened with any of them. Yeah. You know, where they brought up that, that issue, but a lot of them, you know, haven't even really heard of or even considered being polyamorous before. Yeah. So it was, just, it was, yeah, it just wasn't on their minds. Yeah. In the beginning of the relationship. But yeah, I think if that's, yeah, you have to decide if that's what you want. And if it is, yeah, I think it's important to bring it up in the very beginning of a, a relationship. Yeah. You know, it's only fair to the other person to let them know, like, hey, these, this is the lifestyle I want to live and these are the beliefs I have. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just you don't want to hide that from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to come up at some point. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily like, oh, I know I want to be polyamorous or I know I want to be, like – ethically non-monogamous or whatever it's not even that it's just it's more about just having the conversation of what happens if this does happen you don't have to put a label on it you know because like I don't think she's like I want to be polyamorous you know she's just like <laughs> yeah. she's being realistic because I think I think we all for the most part at some point have experienced this it's just being realistic that like it's possible I'm going to develop feelings for somebody else while we are in a relationship. That's just normal. And so it's not it's not saying like, oh, I want to live this crazy different lifestyle. It's really just being realistic about what could happen with our own feelings. 
yeah, I guess it's just being open and direct and honest yeah. right at the very beginning of a relationship. Yeah. And yeah, I still think you have to know yourself well enough and like, yeah, have that confidence to be able to do that though. Yeah. You know, maybe I think a lot of people, you know, a good number of people, like they just, they do just want to find a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to go into like a relationship being like, oh, you know, I'm going to just keep my options open just in case. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, just keep my options open in case I want to date someone else. So, yeah. Yeah, it really just depends on, on who you are and what you truly want. Yeah. And then properly communicating that. Yeah. But I also think it's important, you know, like when you're in that early phase of a relationship, you know, there's there's a lot happening, <laughs> a lot going on, and a lot of strong feelings being developed fast. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's really important to just constantly be communicating to, to your, you know, your, your partner or the person you're dating. Yeah. Because you know, things, they they may be open to it, but, you know, they may be a little, I don't know, more hesitant or a little more fearful, because if they feel like they're developing really strong feelings for you, and then you start dating someone else, you know, that's, that could be a really crappy feeling for them, they might feel like they're losing you. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's why, like, communication is so, so important, and being able to, you know, talk about those kinds of things, and really you know, really ask the person, like, you have to be so honest, so honest about your own feelings, you know, because like, like anytime I go on a date, you know, I always ask you, like, how do you feel? And if you can't be 100% honest with me about how you feel, then, then that's when like, resentment comes in. And, you know, so it's that too. It's like, okay, we can have these conversations. But you also have to be so honest with your own feelings too and that can be hard that can be hard for some people because they're they're like people pleasers you know and Mm. they're like well i i want you to be happy and so it's it's hard for them to communicate how they're truly feeling so that's another part to it as well yeah yeah they're they more so just tell the other person what they think they want to hear as opposed to what their true feelings are yeah yeah that's that's definitely true you have to be very aware Mm-hmm. of your true emotions yeah and communicate those properly yeah but i guess yeah just thinking about it a little bit more i think you know i think being either in, in an open relationship or being polyamorous it really you know it might it might seem kind of like almost glamorous or you know like oh like you to date multiple people like that's, <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah but like it also i think it, it really does come at an added price mm-hmm. you have to be a lot more aware of your emotions and how you're feeling yeah you have to be a lot more open you have to communicate more mm-hmm. so it's not like you know if you want to do it right and do it ethically yeah you know, i think you do have to pay you know pay these prices yeah i i don't know if i would call it paying a, a price you're just doing more but it's yeah it's just there's there's a lot more to it it's it it is harder than having a monogamous relationship, I think, mm-hmm. just because you you are juggling more. And I mean, I think you can kind of get away with not being quite as honest in a monogamous relationship, but once you open that up, if you're not as honest, then it's definitely not going to work. Yeah, and you also open yourself 
up a little more. You become a little more, yeah, like, quite a bit more vulnerable. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I mean by paying the price. I don't know. That might not be the the best <laughs> phrasing or terminology. But, yeah, because that sounds know, like a like a negative well, thing. I feel like you are you are kind of yeah. You're you're more vulnerable. Yeah, you're taking on a little more risk, which is scary for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And you have to kind of be more vigilant and yeah just be more aware of you know the the phases of your relationships and where they're at yeah so yeah exactly yeah you you definitely have to be much more vulnerable and and it is scary to say like okay I'm gonna give you my heart and to love you that alone people are scared of right a lot of people are really afraid to like truly love someone or be loved because that is a very vulnerable thing. So you're already saying like, okay, like I'm going to do this vulnerable thing and fall in love with you and give you my heart. And then on top of that, I'm going to give you my heart, but then I'm also going to let you go out and date other people. And that potentially could hurt my heart, but I'm going to allow you to do that. So it's like adding another layer of like scary vulnerability that a lot of people don't even want want to go towards yeah the reward is that you do experience more you can experience more love and compassion and intimacy with more people yeah yeah i'd say it's yeah it's almost like higher risk higher reward (laughs) lifestyle (laughs) yeah if you want to put it like that yeah yeah exactly But um, I also think, kind of going back to, we were talking about, like, at the beginning of a relationship, talking about, like, well, what if this happens? Um, You know, what what if I develop feelings? I also think that that's something that maybe should happen more with, like, like long-term couples or, like, married couples who have been together a long time and then are struggling. I know, I know that actually happens very often. People will decide to open up their relationship to try and like fix their relationship. And I think, I think that that can in some cases help a relationship, right? Because like 50% of all married couples end up getting divorced. And I think, I don't know the numbers on this, but I would bet that like a majority of those people, the reason that they get a divorce is partly because of of cheating and partly because there's like a lack of of passion in their relationship anymore. They just don't love this person anymore. And, but if if that is the case, I, I really think like opening up a relationship can be the answer to sort of like fixing that. And I, not, not always, but I think it could. And I, I think we're starting to see that more. At least I, I feel like I've seen it more. People are opening up their relationship and it, it is helping. Because I think when, when you're able to sort of feel that intimacy and that passion from, from somebody else, it sort of like reminds you of like that own passion that you had for your partner. And so I think it, it can help relationships in in that sense if that really is what the problem is. 
if it's that you just don't love this person anymore, or maybe it's, there's so many other reasons why you could want to get a divorce, you know, and, you know, great. You know, if that's what's right for you, then do it because you shouldn't stay in a marriage that you're unhappy in, even though divorce is really hard. But if you're not happy, then you shouldn't be in that marriage anyway. But I think, yeah, opening up a, a relationship when you're married can actually be really beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it it can be beneficial for that reason you stated, but also even if, you know, it doesn't salvage your relationship, at least you can say, you know, you tried. It was kind of like, you know, your last your last act to try to salvage the, the relationship or marriage. And yeah. if that doesn't work out, then you, you know, I think you have pretty strong evidence that, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah. So it may also give you that kind of closure. Like, yeah, we tried and, you know, we, we even tried to open up the relationship and it still didn't work. So yeah, you know, maybe it's time for both of us to move on and find somebody that could you know, make us happy and yeah, so we can like reunite that passion. Yeah, exactly. But I do think people often open up the relationship to try and fix something that's like really broken and like, and they don't understand that like if your relationship is is struggling, opening it up can be the way to destroy it as well, you know? So yeah. I think it it really depends on like what, what the problem is and, and why it is that you feel like you need to open it up because it's like we said, it's very hard. It can be hard on your own heart. And so if you're already feeling like this person doesn't really love you and then to see them go be with somebody else that can just make it worse so I think it, there's like this very fine line of like it could help and it could <laughs> ruin it right and because also yeah. communication if communication is one of the problems in your relationship and then you're like okay well let's open it up to see if that fixes it like <laughs> you're oh. in for a surprise it probably won't <laughs> yeah, because you're not really addressing the core issue. Yeah, which is communication. I think if you, yeah, yeah, if your relationship is not going so well, and that's, you know, you're at that point, it's it's kind of a you know last resort. Yeah. Type of uh, type of action. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the the desperation move, and it might work out. It might not, but. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I I personally think it's I, I think it's a good thing to try. Yeah. To, you know, to salvage a relationship that, you know, started for, you know, probably a good reason because, you know, two people like one another and fell in love and, you know, you, you want to try to salvage this good thing that you've had. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess <laughs> ultimately, yeah, that's, if you're at that point, then... Yeah, I think I think opening opening the relationship will will give you an answer one way or another. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you'll get your answer either way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I mean, we're like we're not trying to say that like monogamy is bad, you know? Because I mean, hello, we got married, so you know, there's there is a bit of uh, of that like. But what I guess what we're trying to say is that, like, we just think having these conversations should be more normalized. Being realistic about our feelings and, and what could happen 
should be normalized and and talking about our feelings and and maybe being more open to other possibilities other than monogamy because there are so many other different ways of having relationships so many different types of relationships out there other than monogamy and it just seems like for quite a few people monogamy just isn't the answer anymore and that is why we are seeing like cheating become such a big thing because monogamy just isn't right now that's not always the reason why people cheat there's many reasons why but I think that's a big one is that like we we just aren't giving ourselves the the freedom that we really need and that we really crave I mean human beings are very like social people we we aren't meant to be alone right that's why we like want a partner but at the same time we also need a community right you can't just have like just the one person and that's it that's really hard like we crave connections with multiple people and most of the time they're friendships but we also crave like intimacy with many people and so we're like shutting ourselves off from that and when when we say we're just going to be monogamous and for so many people i think they're realizing that that just doesn't work for them and so like being open to other other ways of relating other than monogamy i i just think that that's really important and i think we're starting to really see that in our society and in our culture because polyamory and like ethical non-monogamy and all of these different relationship types are starting to become more popular. Yeah, and, and that's like, you know, a big reason, if not the main reason why we started the podcast. Yeah. Is because, you know, us becoming more open and more understanding of ourselves and of each other and deciding to become polyamorous, like that helps salvage our relationship and has made it thrive up to this point. So yeah, I think if we're just kind of sharing that experience, that's really helped us Yeah, with other people. Yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah, we, we learned the hard way, you know, <laughs> we could have gone back and, you know, practice what we're preaching right now. Yeah. <laughs> that would have saved us a lot of pain and headache. Yeah, exactly. So, it's kind of nice just to share that with other people to be like, Hey, this, you know, this, this is working for us now. It has helped us a lot you know, in the past, so, <laughs> you know, if you're kind of in a similar situation, yeah, it, it might be worth giving a shot and yeah, it could help you out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we learned the hard way and that is why we're one, one of the reasons we started this podcast so that maybe other people don't have to learn the hard way. And, um, my, my acting teacher actually in class yesterday said, you know, turn your, turn your um, traumas into treasures, right? And I feel like that's, that's a, a fairly common phrase. But like, you know, the, the things that were really hard for you, you, you learn from them, and then you can share that wisdom with other people. So that way, maybe they don't have to learn the hard way like you did, or maybe they don't have to go through the same thing, or, you know, just sharing that wisdom and that knowledge can prevent somebody else from making the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. 
turning we're turning our traumas into treasures for all of you here you go have some treasure <laughs> i've actually never heard of that phrase but <laughs> you haven't no oh i feel like it's probably a pretty common one <laughs> sounds like it is but i like it <laughs> yeah i feel like it is or i i at least have heard it a lot but but then again i i feel like that's really prevalent in like the spirituality community oh, okay um yeah. You know, like that kind of thing, or just yeah, just taking taking the things you've learned, and and then sharing them. It's yeah. sharing your story. That that's all it is. Yeah, it's just learning, you know, learning and taking lessons from, you know, seemingly like negative experiences. Yeah. And then growing from them. Exactly, because all all of these negative experiences, they they have lessons for us to learn. So do we? learn the lesson and move on or do we have to keep learning the lesson you know and 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 if we can look at it that way that all of these these hard things are there for us to grow and to learn from and i feel like that's something that we we have done we went through this really hard thing but instead of letting it sort of like beat us we we worked through it and we figured out a way through it and now we have grown and we have become better people because of it mm -hmm. and now we're sharing that with all of you yeah I like that phrase turn traumas into treasures yeah so like succinct yeah. concise. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what we'll title this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's a great title yeah <laughs> All right, everyone, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I There have been so many of you that have reached out to me just to talk to me about the episodes, your thoughts, your ideas, and it really does mean so much to me. So thank you all for listening each week, for reaching out to me and starting a discussion. That's the whole point is we... We want to start a discussion with you. We want to create a community with you or we want you to start a discussion with somebody else and create a community on your own, whatever it is. But we're just trying to get conversations started. So thank you to everyone who has reached out to me and started a conversation because uh, it really it really does mean a lot. Um. Next, if you want to reach out to me and start a conversation, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at underscore alisa.janelle. It's also down in the show notes, so you can check it out there. Or you can send us an email. Uh, we have an email. It's polyplusamore equals us, the name of the show, completely spelled out, every single word completely spelled out, the number eight at gmail.com. Again, that's poly plus amore equals us, the number eight, at gmail.com. So if you prefer email over Instagram, I totally get it. Uh, send us a message there and we will get back to you. And finally, if you have been enjoying this podcast, please rate or subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast platform you are listening on, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, any of those. Please, please, please subscribe if you like this show. It helps our numbers 
and it just makes it more searchable. So if somebody is searching for polyamory or relationships, the more people we have subscribed, the higher it's going to be on that search. And that's really what we want, just to, you know, be able to have people be able to find us more easily. So if you've been enjoying this show, please subscribe and rate us. Hopefully you rate us a five-star review. Um, yeah, give us a rating. We would really love it and appreciate it. That is the best way that you can support us and the show right now. All right, that's it for this week. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. <laughs>